And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. It's time to talk all about money with Luke Smith from Envision Financial. Good afternoon. How are we? Very well, thank you. It's Friday and, gee, that week went quickly, didn't it? But then it was only four days. Oh, you know, it, it, it's funny <laughs> we say this every Friday, but I think every other day is Friday at the moment. So It's, it's whipping by very quickly, isn't it? It, and, it sure uh, is. Next week will also be a four-day week and uh, I'll be so used to it that when we have to actually work five days, I'm going to be in for a very rude shock. Well, look, in the current environment, if you can work four days, I think there's plenty of people who put their hand up and do that. So Exactly. And right. we just roll with the punches on that one. Absolutely. Well, here we are once again until five o'clock to chat about finance. And today we're looking at preparations for the 30th of June, mm. which is kind of like Christmas Eve for accountants. Yeah, look, they get all excited about that, don't they? They actually start doing some work after <laughs> after July. Um, big shout out to all the accountants out there. We love you. Um, yeah, look, I think this is, again, just trying to reiterate, don't leave this too late. Have a think about some stuff. You know, in a, in a previous episode, we, we spoke about maximising your deductions. This is really just a sort of broad consideration today of things that will be impacted by June or July and some things people can think about to make the most of, I guess, that new financial year and a bit like we do with, with, with New Year's Eve, it's a good time from a financial standpoint to maybe check a few things out, have a look over a couple of things and sort of go into that new financial year with, you know, some plans and, and, and a little bit of direction. I don't think I need to look at your printed notes here to uh, guess that the top of the list is deductible contributions to your superannuation. Yeah, look, again, I, I keep banging on about it and, and I don't mean to bang on about it, but I think you have to because too many people come in on the 28th of, of June and go, oh, so should I? put some money into super and and just purely forget that money must be cleared in the superannuation fund prior to the 30th of June. So if you're going to make a contribution on the 28th or 29th, there's a very big chance that you'll be claiming that tax deduction in the next financial year um, and you've just lost access to the money for effectively 12 months. So again, I'm banging on about it because I think you, you have to you know, hit a coconut a few times before you oh, crack yeah. it open. Well, it can be really tricky if your 30th of June happens to be a Sunday, for example, because then your last business day is on the Friday before. Which This year we're lucky, it's a Tuesday. Correct. So the last two years it's been on a on, on a weekend, I think, off the top of my head. Yes. Um, and as you say, we've got... And we've skipped 20, the Monday because of the leap year, though. 26 is the Friday. Um, I'd be saying to people, you want money in there and cleared by that day just so you don't run the gauntlet of missing out for a yeah. processing issue, an internet issue, a timing issue, someone's push go on a transfer, something gets delayed, don't risk missing out on several thousands of dollars of deductions because you just weren't prepared. So, again, I'll keep banging on about it and people just have to uh, have to accept it. Now, that's your favourite topic, but there's a few other hobby horses here, aren't there? Yeah, look, there are. Um, obviously, you know, coming into the start of a new financial year, it's probably worth checking some of your super statements. So this is the time of year where you'll be getting statements in July. You should probably collate them up and maybe have a look at a few things. See how many super funds you have floating out there. Have a look at the insurances that are in there and have a look at the investment options and the fees and the charges. If the super fund's going to spit a statement out, you might as well use it as a, as a time to sort of just take stock of what you've got, maybe bring it together or keep individual funds for different reasons because you may have separate insurance in a fund, which is great. It can stay there and you could have investments in another one. So always have a bit of a plan. Um, and as, as a mate of mine once famously said, behaviour without intention is habit. Okay, and I think if you can if you can go into a new financial year with some good habits and some planned direction, I think you can come out the other side of it and, and, and be in a better position. 
All right. Now, we've got a few other suggestions here about mm-hmm. what we should be thinking about uh, income yep. streams. Yeah, look, so again, coming into 30 June, uh, think about starting an income stream now, especially where you're over 60 and you can take advantage of the transition to retirement rules because you'll be able to create some liquidity, which could be used for prepaying interest, prepaying annual income protection premiums, prepaying gearing loans, uh, or putting the money back into superannuation and, and making a personal deductible contribution. And the other thing that, that, that I find people are thinking about at the moment is look at that carried forward legislation and check what you haven't used of your $25,000 concessional cap because you may actually be missing out on putting in additional money this year, which if you're a contractor, you've had a pay rise, you've got a new job, or you've been paid out or you've had leave paid out, you may want to maximise your contributions to super prior to retirement in your last working year of income. So check that carry forward concessional space. And that's simply just the gap between the $25,000 limit you can put into superannuation and claim a deduction and what you did. So if the limit's 25 and, and between you and your employee, you put in 20, there's five that you could put into this year, provided you meet certain criteria. So th- there are a few things that people can maximise. Um, and the only other big one there is obviously if you're making a non-concessional contribution to super, and that just means you're putting money into superannuation and not claiming a tax deduction because you may have sold assets in your own name, you may have inherited money, you may have had a lump sum payment from work. Um, You can put money into superannuation because generally it's a more tax efficient structure and obviously the the $300,000 limit in one go is there or you could make $100,000 contributions provided you meet certain criteria. So keep that one in mind because it's it's really, really useful. Okay. Uh, do we bill now or hold off until July? Well, again, this is, this is a conundrum for those out there that are self-employed. Um, have a think about it. You know, because if, if you've had a bump a year and you don't want to pay unnecessary tax or push your, your, your taxable income to the point where you can move into another tax bracket or you may not benefit from deductions or maybe you've maxed out your deductions, um, think about when you bill um, and, and when those proceeds are received. And that's, that's a really good conversation to have with your accountant. And most good accounts that I know are, are proactively sort of discussing this with self-employed people to try and manage cash flow and overall tax. That is certainly an accountant question, but I know that there are circumstances where you do the accounting relating to either when the work is done, when the bill is uh, issued, or when the bill is paid, and it's up to the accountant to mm. answer which one is actually the date of the transaction. Yeah, look, exactly, and that's as I say, if, if you're unsure... I'd recommend people go straight to the accountant and just get that clarified because we also spoke in the show last week about the the deductions that are available for the purchase of equipment and vehicles and, and instant write-offs and things like that, which are great initiatives to keep the, the economy going and to, to stimulate some spending. So, again, go to your, uh, go to your trusted advisor um, and make sure that you're across the implications of your decisions nice and early because uh, it's nothing more frustrating than finding out later that you've missed out on something. I suppose the approaching end of the financial year is a, a good idea to just do a, a complete review of everything, including your budget and work out what's coming in, what's going out and what you plan to do in the next financial year. Yeah, look, again, I, I think it's a wonderful time to just draw a line in the sand and say, hey, I haven't been really engaged in this. Uh, I'm going to make a choice to get a better understanding of where my money's going. And the one thing I'm getting from a lot of clients during this COVID you know, issue is 
I, I can't believe how much money I'm saving <laughs> because I'm not having five lattes a day and buying my lunch and doing other things that, yeah. you know, the routine of day-to-day life tends mm-hmm. to sort of eat through discretionary spending. So yeah. a lot of people are telling me that there's a lot of money floating around um, because they've been making lunch and eating from home and, and not burning unnecessary funds on, on, on luxury things that they really don't need. On the flip side of that, some people might get a slightly bigger electricity bill than they expected because they've been at home more. Yeah, if, if COVID had been a little bit later in the year, there'd have been some heating bills that'd make people's heads spin off. So, yeah, I can totally understand that, you know, for every pro, there's a con. Yeah, absolutely. Now, speaking of uh, COVID-19, are there specific things that uh, people are asking about in the light of that uh, uh, most unusual circumstance? Yeah, look, I, I think... The, the, the budget thing's very, very prevalent at the moment. Obviously, people are finding that, you know, there is more money sitting in the bank and they're actually saying, well, what could I now do with this? And, and recognising the fact that, you know, maybe their discretionary spending was a little loose. Um, and I'm not an advocate of, you know, saving every penny and living in a tent. I think it's happy to... It, it's good to have some balance. As long as the tent's uh, got a heater, you'll be right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as long as it's get my legs aren't coming out the end, that'd be, that'd be great. Um, but... But, you know, the, the things that are topical at the moment, obviously the carried forward concessional rules, which we, we touched on a little bit earlier, make the most of what you didn't use last year, provided that you meet the criteria. Um, look at buying assets and obviously receiving them and using them prior to the end of the year. So that's a really good initiative for the self-employed. Um, and, and I say reviewing cover. A lot of people are looking at obviously their expenses um, and, and where money's going and just checking out the funds that you have and, and, and making sure that your situation is relevant to what you've taken out because insurance is something that should be reviewed regularly but is always on the list of things I'm going to get to and when you have two kids and a big mortgage and you have a lot of cover and you don't look at it for 12 years and all of a sudden the kids have grown up and moved out and you don't have a mortgage, I don't want people paying for something they don't need. So yeah. reviewing it and keeping it relevant to their situation um, gives you the best spend and, and obviously the greatest value for money. Marvellous. It's about a quarter to five now on 2CC Canberra Live until six o'clock and I'm joined in the studio by Luke Smith from Envision Financial to talk about all things financial this afternoon and uh, today. Of course, we're looking at uh, preparations for the 30th of June. Uh, it's the new financial year, of course, on the 1st of July. It's almost like Christmas for accountants. Um, that's why we all celebrate Christmas in July, I'm sure, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. No can, doubt. We, can we make that tax deductible? <laughs> ask, your, ask your accountant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Depends on the circumstances. <laughs> We're looking at preparations for the 30th of June. Mm. Yeah, look, correct. So what are some of the strategies that people should be considering to get the most yep. out of the end of the financial yep. year? Well, again, I think this is the time to think about. Again, we always start with the end in mind. Um, if you're going to be finishing work this year, think about getting your non-concessional contributions in and maximising the capital base from which a pension can be started. Because okay. obviously, once you've met a condition of release or you've retired, you start taking an income stream from your super fund, which means you move into pension phase. So everything inside that fund is then tax-free and everything that comes out to you when you're over the age of 60 is tax-free as well. So think about maximising your contributions. Um, For those that may or may not meet the work test, think about maximising your contributions as well because if you're over the age of 65 and you've worked in this financial year, you'll be able to make a contribution. If you don't intend to work next year, get your money in this year because you won't be able to add to superannuation from the 1st of July unless you meet a new work test. And for some people, that's okay. Some people can't. Um, 
check out your insurances, as we said before the break. Just have a look and see what you've got because having insurance is, is obviously important where you need it, but there's nothing more frustrating than pointing out what someone has and then saying that the reason they took that cover out ceased to exist four or five years ago and they've been paying for something that they could have used the funds for elsewhere. Um, Maximise your deductible contributions. Get up to 25000 where you can. We spoke last week on the PSS. Get your 10% contribution up uh, for yes. those in that fund. Obviously, make the most of that where you can. Um, and I think from the 1st of July, it's also in the current environment worth having a look at home loans and interest rates. If we use it as a, as, a, as a new beginning, I think it's worth having a look at your structure and your rate. If you don't have someone to talk to, give us a ring. We can put you in touch with a range of different mortgage brokers. Um, but again, half a percent here, half a percent there. Money's the cheapest it's ever been. And if you can focus on building up your offset account over the next 12 months, it will accelerate the rate at which you can own your home and obviously make the most of a low interest rate environment. So there's some things that, that obviously are time critical and there's a few things there that will flush into July um, and, and potentially later in the year. But I think if you can just sit down and sort of have two or three things that you'd like to try and achieve over the next 12 months, I think the 1st of July or the 30th of June is a, is, is an, is a sort of subconscious deadline that can get people engaged and, and, and make the most of what they do over the next 12 months. Okay. So I guess one of the more important things that people will be considering as uh, the 30th of June approaches is how to get the uh, uh, the biggest tax deductions, if that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that generally involves spending money so that you're, you know, buying something or yeah. putting money into your super to get that tax deduction or whatever yeah. the case might be. I guess you really need to make sure you've got some money available to do that. Correct. And, and some great ways to fund the liquidity for that is obviously we spoke about the use of an offset account or a redraw facility on home. Um, Another way to do it is obviously to start a pension because you can then, where you're over 60, draw the money out on a tax-free basis and literally the next day put it back into a super fund and claim that money as a tax deduction. As silly as that sounds, people are missing out on really good opportunities to maintain their overall tax position. Um, And and one thing I, I would make a comment about is don't be scared by the word super. Super is not risky. The underlying investments of super is where risk is considered. Super as a structure is not risky. I know a lot of people say that to me, oh, I don't like super, it's risky. But if we think about it and say, if you've got cash in your own name and you put cash in the super fund, yeah. cash is cash. The risk has not changed. You may have access issues. You may have different things to consider in relation to taking the money out of the structure. But if you've got cash in your own name and cash in a super fund, you're no more or less risky regardless of which side of the the, the, the fence you're on. So I just stress that to people that don't make the assumption that super is risky. Superannuation is risky when you look at the underlying investments. And as we say, how fast do you want to drive the car? If you're doing 160 in a 100 zone, then yes, you're going to get a ticket and there's nothing you can do about it. So make the most of super. Don't be scared by it. And if you're unsure about whether you can or can't do these things, just give us a ring because a lot of the time it's it's something that is is, is general in nature um, and it's not specific to somebody's situation and, and can be clarified fairly quickly. 
And I suppose the other piece of general advice before reaching the 30th of June, make sure you've got all your paperwork in order. Oh, look, again, have your receipts. You know, if you're not using, you know, Zero or one of these software programs on your phone, um, do things efficiently and, and make sure that you've got everything that your accountant's going to want because the better your record keeping, generally the lower your bill because you've saved them a lot of time pulling things together. Turn up with a shoebox of stuff or a garbage bag and you'd expect the bill to go through the roof. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, have, I have the shoebox, <laughs> but, but I still take the trouble to do my own summaries, not only to cut down on the work the accountant has to do, but also just so that I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, look, and, and a lot of people don't. And I think that's where a good budget from the 1st of July can actually give you some context around what you're living on and what you can use for other investment opportunities. Before we wrap up today, you also mm. wanted to acknowledge somebody in particular? Yeah, look, I... Um, I just want to give a big shout out to uh, one of the guys working at Access Canberra. Um, I rang and, and, and had uh, my wife's forty tomorrow, so she's super excited about the the car that's in the driveway. But we needed to get some plates, right? And obviously, being contactless, um, they've got their procedures and processes. And from what I was told on Tuesday, this could be a ten to twelve day event. And oh. as you can appreciate, with with a car in the driveway and a birthday tomorrow. Super excited, um, and and I got Zach on the phone yesterday, and he went out of his way to get a result for us. Um, and I just wanted to, if you're, if, if Zach's boss is listening, um, give the kid an extra day off, give him a pay rise, <laughs> throw him a, a, a Bunnings voucher, or come to my office and I'll give him something because I, I can't tell you how relieved I was to be able to tell my wife that there's some plates on the car in preparation for tomorrow um, when she was staring down the barrel of sort of waiting two weeks. I've already turned 40. Will you buy me a car too? Well, as I said to Zach, she, she can't turn 40 next year, so it sort of takes the fizz out of it. So he was he was awesome. He went out of his way. And, with, you know, in this day and age, it's it's tough. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's good news. Now, um, before we go, if yep. people want more information, what should they do? Yeah, well, as I say, the girls are back in, well, we're back in the office now. Um, so pop in. We can do face-to-face, uh, 6260-4749. Give us a ring, make an appointment. Barb will make a, a mean cup of tea, as she always does. Envisionfinancial.com.au on the internet. We've got the Knowledge Centre. If you want to check some of the things we've talked about today or find a threshold, you can go in there. We've got some really good budgeting tools as well. You can subscribe to that for free. That's fine. Uh, we've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker, yeah, where we're on iTunes and Spotify. And obviously, uh, we have YouTube, uh, Envision Financial Canberra, where we'll put the video of the show up. We'll have some key takeouts, some slides, and, and you can stop it, check out what you need and uh, subscribe and not miss anything there as well. So. So, something for everybody. Fantastic. Uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube, YouTube, iTunes, website, office, phone number. Oh, it's all too much. I can't cope. That's it. Yes. Yeah, the multimedia experience. Luke, thanks very much. We'll catch you again next week. All right. Take care. Thanks, mate.